What will you create will make the world awesome? Nothing if you keep sitting there. That's why I'm talking to you today. This is your time. This is my time. It's our time. We can make every day better for each other. If we're all on the same team, let's start acting like it. We got work to do. We can cry about it or we can dance about it. We were made to be awesome. Hey guys, welcome to the OFJ podcast episode 8. Um, I'm here with Emily Caruso. I've known Emily for a while. Like we met a while back and then we kind of just knew each other but didn't really talk yeah. for a bit. And then I think it's like. sad, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, it was like sneaky days, wasn't it? Nah, after that. It was. Um, was it? Okay. Sets. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was sets. And that's when I met you, Abby. That's right. And a few of the other girls. Um, but yeah. So, I wanted to get Emily on because she's one of those people that are really interesting. <laughs> um, no pressure. <laughs> um, nah, but like, if you go on an Instagram page, what's, what's your handle? Em- um, story behind that, but yep. underscore... E M C squared because uh, yeah. <laughs> someone had M C squared already. That's true. And that's the um, is it Einstein or something? Yeah, like yeah, like E yeah, 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 MC yeah. squared. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like on Instagram, she has she shares a lot of positivity and like mindfulness and stuff. And a lot of the posts that she has um, are quite raw and personal and like you could say intimate maybe. Um, so I just wanted to get her on to talk about that and then I guess how she came about just being so real with the world I guess and you know go from there so do you want to start wherever you feel comfortable sure <laughs> um, where to start on all that so um, like how were you in your younger years or like say after high school or whatever <laughs> were you a shy person or no I don't think I've ever been a shy person yeah um, but that's not to say that I'm fully extroverted yeah, I think it's yeah. ambivert where you're a mixture of intro, intro. intro and extra so I'm definitely an ambivert but I've always been this I don't know social butterfly yeah <laughs> um, yeah I've I've always been a people person. I love talking to people and I find people so interesting and I always have, but um, getting back to being real and raw and vulnerable, that didn't come until maybe- Vulnerable is a key word. Yeah, 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 hard out, but that didn't come until maybe a few years ago, to be honest. Um, All through high school and even just out of high school, I was, fully playing into societal norms and the the pressures of living in a western society and the expectations that that puts on us as as individuals and as groups of people as well and these stereotypes and what i felt was um the right thing to be doing or the cool thing to be doing yeah so what's, what's an example of that in terms of how I used to be? Yeah, no, like one of the expectations. Uh. Oh, right. Um, 
well, I guess like, I guess, well, talking about vulnerability, I feel like there's a lot of taboo around that. Maybe yeah. not as much these days, but when I was younger, there was a lot of taboo about speaking your truth and being vulnerable like it was it was a weakness to be yeah. vulnerable right yeah. we we would hide that um and i think to be honest more so with men but with women as well like we were just i felt like uh we were just these sexual beings um and we everything was kind of everything was sexualized yeah. when i was in high school and just out of high school as well and I felt like I had to kind of live up to that like I was I was pretty comfortable with who I was yeah. um, I mean I've done a lot of growth since then but I felt like those pressures of kind of um, living up to this sexual stereotype as a woman I felt like I had to play into that yeah, yeah, yeah. so do you mean like looking good and yeah yeah stuff, this yeah. image yeah. so looking a certain way dressing a certain way um, even the way that I would act or speak around people yeah. you know like I felt like I had to put on this kind of facade show. yeah um, but I think it's interesting as well because at the time I probably didn't really think that through because it was like a, I was almost like on autopilot mm -hmm. Because I was like, in motion, yeah, yeah, like that was just ingrained in yeah, me because yeah. through magazines that I was reading or TV or yeah. reality TV shows and movies, like all this stuff is, was so toxic, but I didn't realize at the time. Mm -hmm. And it kind of morphed me into... Someone you were. Yeah. So then how yeah. did you come about realizing or how did you start changing? I wish I could say that I had this kind of you know epiphany one yeah, day <laughs> yeah yeah I wish I had some cool thing to share there but I really didn't I think I really just I really just grew into it mm. I think I just became more observant of the people around me yeah. and my environment yeah, and so it I wasn't overnight. no no and I think I just started thinking about the way that I acted and spoke and, and all of that, the things that I wore, um, the way that I like gave my body sometimes mm. because I was like quite sexually active yeah. and that all kind of got brought up and I stopped and kind of thought about all of that and why I was really doing that. Yeah. Um, even like my hair, so yeah. that like that's a big thing in itself because my hair used to be long and I used to straighten it all the time. Yeah. That was a big part of, I thought that's who I was, like this, this girl with a long straight hair that everybody loved and they yeah. comment on it yeah. and I was like I don't want people seeing this crazy wild curly hair <laughs> you know so yeah. it was kind of it was a gradual thing and it was like realizing something else and then from that I realized something else and then something else and then I you know see a magazine with this cover on it and be like hang on what like I don't want to look like that yeah. or why are they wanting to teach women about that yeah. or you know I just started asking more questions yeah, yeah, yeah. and the more that I questioned things, the more that I think I kind of woke up to the fact that I was really like living my own lie. Um, yes, yeah, so it was super gradual. And um, so now, how do you yeah. see yourself just 
yourself, really? <laughs> <laughs> or do you still I feel think... like there are certain pressures still on you or expectations? Yeah, I think it would be um, ignorant of me to say that I am 100% purely authentically yeah. living, you know, my true in my truth and exactly who I am because I'm still I'm still figuring that out. Still growing still. There. Yeah, so but I think it's also really important to acknowledge how far I've come and how much more real I feel not just internally within myself but then the way that I express myself to and with other people um so yeah so i feel and it's it's so refreshing to feel like you're actually living more within your own truth it's like a sense of freedom oh my gosh like liberation (laughs) what a word and for a long time i don't think i really even used the word liberation up until you know like three years ago yeah the last time would have been like history class in high school or something. yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah. so i guess like posting on instagram like your thoughts your feelings and stuff how was the, the how did that first start so so i social media in general i was pretty late to the game yeah. so when facebook became a thing I think I got on board with MySpace real quick, Mm -hmm. but when Facebook became a thing, I didn't get it until like a year or so later. And when Instagram became a thing, I didn't get it until like a year or so, like after the the first hype, the first wave of excitement, you know? So I was pretty late to the socials game. And I remember with Instagram, the very first post that I put up and people were talking about like hashtags and things. I was like, man, what are these hashtags? I don't think I've ever used that symbol before for anything. And I remember the first photo I put up, I remember what it is. And I remember one of my hashtags because everyone said you needed to hashtag your post. And I remember the hashtag being hashtag, it feels weird hashtagging that was my hashtag. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to hashtag. So this is what I'm hashtagging. So from the start, I think a lot of people picked up on it really quickly and started adding all these hashtags and words in. But from the start, I was like, man, this is weird. Like, I I feel weird doing this just because people tell me this is what I need to be doing. But I kind of like got into a flow with it and, you know, um, I suppose got into a bit of a groove and I was just posting photos that I liked of Mm. myself and, um, I wouldn't really put too many captions, but I, I kind of got the gist of the hashtag thing. Yeah. Even though it still felt a bit weird. Yeah. Anyway, so I kind of went through that phase. And then um, I think as I started kind of questioning things more like within myself and who I am and my own personal growth and um, expressing my vulnerability, um, I started to feel like it didn't really align with how I was expressing myself on a social platform. Yeah. Um, not that what I was sharing was a lie, yeah. but it, it, it wasn't really showing who I truly was and it was like I was only putting up... What you want other people to see. Yeah. yeah, and I get that. Like, And that's what most... Um, a lot of people's accounts do. Um, people's accounts or like their posts. Like, It's just what they want people to see. And I fully get that. Um, but yeah, just something just didn't feel right. So I think 
Um, I used to post like almost every day because again, that was what you were meant to do. But that got exhausting. Yeah. It's like, man, like, um, you know, I think also there was this struggle with like, okay, I wanna post some really cool photos of myself, but not every photo of myself did I feel comfortable with because I was still on that journey of feeling good about myself. So then there was the pressure of kind of keeping up with sharing things as well as making sure that they looked good. Yeah. And it was all this conflict going on. So then I kind of like eased off a little bit. And I think, again, that was a gradual thing. It wasn't like an overnight, like, no, like, F this. Now I'm, I'm just going to put up like fully like raw, vulnerable posts, yeah, you know? It was yeah. like, okay, well, this post, maybe my hair doesn't look so good in this post or you know whatever like whatever it was there was a few flaws in it but I was like okay it's cool though like it's a nice photo so I kind of started from there um just in terms of like the visual aspects and then in terms of bringing um I suppose the captions into it and kind of expressing myself through the words and not just the image Mm. I think the the deeper I got into my own journey of love and um of understanding of myself i think um i wanted to express that more because it was a really good feeling i was like man this feels great like so every time i would post something i would think okay let me bring some of that goodness into this and share it with people and kind of share something that maybe a lot of accounts that i wasn't following at the time aren't sharing yeah so when you when you share posts like that, are you doing it as a form of expressing yourself, or are you doing it in a way to sort of encourage other people to do the same? Well, both. Yeah. I think um, I don't think my first intentions behind sharing um, a lot of my vulnerabilities were to be like, okay, I'm going to do this, so you can do this yeah, too. Yeah, you know that yeah. I think that kind of that came just a bonus yeah I suppose um it was just because I really felt so much more aligned with sharing something that was deeper than um just a you know a perfect photo of highlighting um just what am I trying to think of here I guess just highlighting the the good and the the positives and um trying to think like what I'm trying to say here but I suppose like a lot of ca- accounts I was following were only showing um what was deemed as perfect yeah. you know whether it's through filters or editing yeah, or yeah. they were just having a good day it was good lighting or whatever it is yeah. but that's all that they were showing and I wanted to show more than that yeah um because there just wasn't enough of that even with the accounts I was following there just wasn't enough of that so it was for me um I didn't, and I didn't post as often, and even now I hardly post. Mm. But for me, it was for myself. And if other people saw that and read that, and were like, "Damn, like, you know what? Maybe I'll post something that I'm not fully comfortable with, yeah. but it's something that I feel is important to share because it's part of my own personal yeah. journey." Then, so hell page, yeah, that's an amazing bonus. Your page kind of becomes like your own journal yeah yeah I was literally thinking that when your your page becomes I was like like my journal (laughs) yeah it literally is and um I really feel that a lot more these days um do you feel like 
that has sort of attracted the right people towards you like people that are like like same wavelength yeah yeah for sure um and not just people that are you know perhaps more like-minded um but Mm. also people that are just open-minded yeah or are making people kind of question what they're sharing and perhaps they can share something that's a little bit more vulnerable or just kind of explore that mm-hmm. um, so I've had a few conversations with people online based off some of the posts and things that I've shared and they haven't been people that I would Normally. necessarily go out and hang out with but we've had some beautiful conversations um, yeah from what I've shared and then they've shared something that they've re- um, that's they can connect with through what I've shared like they've resonated with that and then um, it's kind of just flowed from there so we've had some yeah pretty cool conversations with people randoms as well and I kind of love that yeah yeah it's amazing I get random messages it's cool having the people you know message you but it's the random ones that you like Um, what I found most like surprising was that when I started posting there was people that I've been following for quite some time people that I've known for quite some time but just never really spoke mm. um, spoke to each other that I realised uh, they are kind of like on the same page as me as well and I'm like fuck like yes why aren't we friends yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. you know what I mean like we're yeah, following each other but that. we should talk more often you know hell yes um, yeah, so yeah it really something like that can really just um, bring out these traits in people yeah. that they didn't realise and you didn't realise that they had and vice versa with them you know like there's probably been people that have seen my posts and been like well they're probably used to it now but you know when I first started sharing things I got a little bit deeper they would be like this isn't the like the M that I know like what the hell and um, for better or for worse and you know on their end but yeah it really it can bring out a lot um, from people um, in all different ways but yeah fully agree with that um how do you what's so like now you're well i know you as a person that's like environmentally friendly you're um so you're vegan and the environment is like it's not something i'll be honest it's not something that i've taken major interest in you know and for you, like I see you when you make posts. I think you were on a trip away. I don't know if it was down south or north or whatever. But you were picking up rubbish from the beaches and stuff. Um, but like stuff like that, it's not something I take notice of. But then for you, it's something that you obviously take a lot of pride in. So how did that start? You know, was it like something your family kind of passed on to you or was it something you just learnt yourself out of like self-learning self-educating or your own self-experiences and stuff um again with this like I wish people I've met on this kind of journey um some of them have like incredible stories of like oh yeah like my grandparents were raised in you know Papua New Guinea or in um, different villages or they were part of this movement you know like all these things I'm like oh my god that's amazing yeah. um, I don't have anything like that and sometimes I think like how did this really come about to get to a point where 
I love this planet so yeah. much. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But um, when I was younger, I guess part of it potentially could have stemmed from when I was really young because I was always playing outdoors and I really appreciated everything outdoors like down to the insects yeah. you know i would sit there in fascination with these insects ants like oh my gosh yeah. ants if you've never sat down and just sat, <laughs> like in the grass and seen ants do it yeah. it's amazing so anyway when i was sidetracked but when i was little i'd have these fascinations with the earth and getting dirty and but i think a lot of kids did then because we didn't really have um, that much exposure to technology it wasn't mm. as developed then so um yeah, so I think like that the simple pleasure of being out mm -hmm. in the in nature, um, I've always felt that from when I was little, um, and my parents really um, tried to expose me to that, which yeah. I'm super grateful for. Um, but then I went through my phase, um, particularly my teenage years, where I kind of um, gave in to you know these societal pressures of you know acting a certain way mm. being a certain way and mm. too cool for any of that and yeah like all of that and I kind of lost that that connection and love to nature and then I think through um through my my journey of starting to ask myself questions of who I was and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to portray myself and live authentically um I think I started to probably question my environment and how I was um, how I was treating my environment. Yeah, what role do you play? Yeah, yeah, because it all, I think for, for me, it all, it's all interconnected. Yeah. Um, I think when you, you start caring more about yourself and finding that love within yourself, um, to live in your truth, you then feel compelled to kind of share that with things around you. So I think through that journey, I started making that connection to nature. And um, I heard about a, I suppose you'd say a movement called Plastic Free July, actually, in 2017, when I was really starting to think about my, my actions and, you know, how much plastic I was using and where things go once you put them in the bin and, and all of this stuff. Um, and Plastic Free July is this campaign that was founded by this incredible woman, um, Rebecca Prince Ruiz, I think you pronounce her name. Um, she founded it in 2011. And she just started it herself because she um, wanted to cut back on the amount of plastic she was using. And it was just with her office staff. And then it's grown to millions of people worldwide getting involved in it. So that was kind of my first big step yeah. to really kind of changing my actions and rem um, transforming them from a thought to an action yeah. because awareness and thought is the first step and the most important but nothing else is going to happen if you don't turn it into an action Yeah. so yeah so I did this thing for the whole of July I didn't use any single use plastics yep. and how'd that go? It was great, yeah. and July is also my birthday's in July, and I was like, "This is my birthday present to myself." <laughs> it's like no plastic, yeah. um, and I learned so much through my own research and also what was shared through the movement. You can sign up, and they'll send you emails and information and stuff and support, um, and that kind of encouraged me to delve even further into what else I can be doing to reduce my um, 
my carbon footprint and my um, impact on the environment. So plastic is something that I think a lot of people are aware of now. There's a lot of talk about it yeah. and, you know, from businesses to individuals to cutting back on plastic or, you know, finding alternatives and that's incredible. Um, but there's so many other avenues there. And that just kind of, it snowballed from there. Like after experiencing that, I was like, okay, what can I do now? What can I do now? Um, and through that, that led me, you mentioned like uh, me being vegan. So that led me to look into the food that I'm eating and discover the impact um, particular foods have on the environment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like there's oh my gosh there's so much yeah. more to learn about it but yeah. that was kind of where it started yeah. um yeah and you haven't looked back since <laughs> and i have not looked back since like yeah it's so crazy it feels like it's been longer than three years not quite three years three years in july this year yeah um yeah has it just become like a part of you now yeah yeah i i think as well like getting back out into nature as well it's one thing to not use plastic straws in your house you know that's great that's awesome but it's another thing to fully understand why it's important like not, not to, to yeah. or to avoid that yeah. rather than just doing it so getting back out into nature whether it's going to like we're driving past the beach right now like going into the water yeah. or and um especially like when i went up north um around coral bay and the ningaloo reef oh my gosh you know and seeing the abundance of um of fish and just marine life yeah. and then that kind of puts these things in perspective because you see these photos of these beautiful creatures that have been impacted by plastic waste. Mm -hmm. So you make that connection. Going out into nature, you see firsthand how that can have an impact. Yeah. You know, if you go out camping or if you go into the forest and you might see like cigarette butts on the floor, like all these things, you can actually see directly how it's impacting our environment. And through going out into nature and reconnecting with nature, I've just felt so much more drawn to continue doing this. Um, and if people want me to, it's sharing this as well. Yeah. Like, I try not to, as you can tell, I can get carried away with it, yeah. but I try not to like bring it up unless people ask about it. Because no, I'm I, sure you've had yeah. people hit you up and was like, let me join, like, how do I become a part of this movement? Yeah, I suppose, like like with Plastic Free July, or yeah, just in general, in general just yeah. loving the planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. yeah, 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 I've, yeah, I've had all sorts of questions, I think, and some of which, like, I'm not a professional in this field, yeah. and yeah. I think, like, I have to remind people, like, I do my own research, but at the end of the day, I don't want people kind of, like, taking my word for things. I mean, I'm, like, I'm so passionate about the environment and the planet and, um, treading lightly on this planet and loving everything but yeah. that's just my personal feeling um yeah. and my um i yeah, guess my experience. ethos like yeah. how i choose to live and i'm not wanting to push that on others um however i would love to talk about it if people want to because i think it's important that we are aware of this so yeah i've had lots of questions from different people um someone actually asked me the other day for an alternative to cling wrap um yeah is so, there an alternative <laughs> <laughs> um 
so there I mean I guess it depends what you're using it for but you can use wax wraps whether you choose to use beeswax or if you are vegan and prefer not to you can use vegan wax wraps yeah. um, for just storing stuff yeah. otherwise you can put stuff in containers or there's these silicone sheets that can, you can also use as like baking sheets because they can withstand high heat yeah. and they're like kind of sticky as well so you can stick them over bowls and stuff yeah so people do ask me stuff but oh uh, you can tell like, i can just talk about this for yeah. so long oh stop <sighs> um that's cool it's good to see that you have something that you're passionate about yeah, yeah. um what's i've been meaning to ask you this and i hope you don't care that i ask you here but Go the right i don't really hold back on sleeping, anything so. sleeping outdoors oh Yes. What's the story behind that? Why would I mind you asking me that? No, ask no, away. Sure. <laughs> ask away. Um, yeah. I, Does it, you sleep in your backyard? Yes. That's yeah. not like every night. Yeah. If just, anyone's watching this and like, what? Um, not every night. That, is, is there a particular night where you do it? Um, not necessarily. I think it's just when I feel... I, when I feel like I've disconnected a bit or whether I've been on... So what do you mean when you feel disconnected? Disconnected to nature, to the earth, um, I guess. Just getting some, stuck in the motion again. Yeah, yeah. Like if things get overwhelming at work or um, I've been on social media too much and I've been sidetracked and I've just got like all of this information that I've just absorbed um, and, you know, both negative and positive energy just kind of like... I feel a lot as well being an empath like I feel so much from people and my surroundings so sometimes it gets really like intense um, so I feel like I'll choose okay like things have been pretty hectic um, pretty crazy I need to kind of reground and reconnect and there's no I feel like for me personally there's no greater way to do that than to literally sleep amongst the trees like Oh, it's so great. So, you, do you sleep in a tent or just like a no, sleeping bag? No, I, I sleep, um, I've got like my little yoga mat. Yeah. So, I'll put that out and then I have my sleeping bag. So, I just put my sleeping bag on top of the yoga mat just so I don't get any like sticks that come through and yeah. like poke me. Um, and yeah, and a, and a pillow. And I just like lay oh, So, you don't even sleep in the sleeping bag? No, I sleep in the sleeping bag. Oh, but sometimes I don't yeah. like fully zip it up. It depends. Like, um, I started doing it. Like, I've done it a couple times last year, but I didn't really start really doing it till the start of this year. Yeah. Um, and obviously the start of the year was summer, so it was really warm. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had some beautiful nights um, where I hardly even needed to be in the sleeping bag. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I kind of just. And I feel like if you can, like that's so much better because then you're like your skin, your body is, um, is fully open and like ready to absorb the energy of the earth as well as the sky, the atmosphere, like everything, you know? Yeah. Um, and especially if it's like a full moon or yeah. even a new moon, like that's pretty epic. But when it gets a bit colder, then I have to like rock up a bit more yeah. and like snuggle into the sleeping bag. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, um, yeah. And then how do you feel the next morning? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so good. I um, I bring my, my journal out and usually I'll journal in the morning. 
and it's really interesting to read back on just how I was wording things the morning after sleeping outside like I was like ecstatic yeah just the, the words that I use the vocabulary I can't even talk vocabulary that I had and just the way I explained things and my feelings at the time it's like just thinking about it like makes me smile because it's so beautiful to see how much how clearly um, that has such a positive impact on me yeah and if anyone has even a small backyard I strongly recommend that you do it it's it's also because obviously the ground itself is technically quite hard especially in comparison to a bed but they say that it's actually really good for us maybe not necessarily every night but yeah. at least once in a while to lay on a flat relatively hard surface yeah. to realign our spine um, yeah so the first couple of times I did it it was a bit like oh okay um, but then it was fine I think like doing a lot of movement and yoga helps as well but um, yeah and stretching in the morning but yeah so good it's, have you done it? I haven't done it but I'll chuck it on the list chuck it on the list um, I was so close to doing it last night actually yeah yeah but I got <laughs> yeah yeah right and then I could share it no. yeah. but um, I got really carried away um, listening to some really interesting talks and then it got really late and I try and go if I'm doing if I'm gonna sleep outside I try and do it quite early yeah because okay. um, then I wake up with the Sun yeah, yeah so I got a bit carried away so maybe tonight um Alright, so you know how you were saying you write in a journal? Yes. So, do you write in a journal and then kind of close the book and never look back at it? Or do you read over it? Um, I don't, like, intentionally write thinking, okay, this would be good to, like, refer back to. So, in the moment, like, definitely not. And then even afterwards, I don't think, you know what, maybe I'll read back on that later. I think sometimes it's just kind of, like going with um if i'm called to read back yeah on it you yeah. know like i feel there might be a time maybe 10 years from yeah. now and i'll look back and be like oh my gosh um but i don't write with the intention to refer back to it and i don't go out of my way to say like okay I definitely need to see what I wrote last night yeah. it's more like if I feel at the time like there was something that I remember kind of sharing in there and I wanted to I don't know like look back Try. as like a reference or just yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know um, yeah I don't have the intention to look back sometimes I've read some stuff and sometimes I just leave it because at the time maybe um Especially if I was going through something really kind of deep or pretty dark, then I would just express anything and everything. Yeah. And I haven't yet felt like I need to read back on that because that's not what, that wasn't my reason behind writing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. In saying that, when um, the year I turned 21, my dad actually got me a gratitude journal, which was like, it was just set up that each page had like three lines for you to write through three things you're grateful for and there was space to like write random other stuff every day um well i guess you kind of just choose like when yeah. you want to fill it out okay. but that's how i interpreted it so i filled out the first one decided when i got it it was literally the 
because he got it for me for Christmas the year before, actually not for my birthday, yeah, my yeah. mistake. So I decided I was going to start it on Jan the 1st of that year. Yeah. And I decided I was going to do it daily. So I'd write about my day and then at the bottom with the three lines, I'd write three things I'm grateful for. And then when I filled up that, I'd go out and buy another one. And I did that for that whole year, the year of turning 21. And I made it a point to write three different things three different things every single day for that whole year God damn. Um, I was just about to say that I was like man <laughs> how do you not say the same things but you know what again? it's really interesting so and I've kept them so uh, back to your previous like your original question yeah. um, about like looking back on stuff so I've kept them and there have been times where I pull them out and like I'll just open up a page and just read it mm. just because it's been so much time so it's really interesting to see yeah. what I was grateful for what I did that day and how I would kind of write as well yeah. as and then to now. do you react differently yeah to what you've read um, sometimes yeah. some of the stuff I'm like yeah I can totally relate to that and some of it I'm like what <laughs> but in terms of like writing three things you're grateful for three different things you're grateful for each day for every day of one year yeah. it sounds so crazy right mm. but when you think about it there, oh my gosh, like there's so yeah, much we have to be grateful for. Ending. And generally speaking, we live our, our daily life without really thinking about a lot of these things because mm-hmm. we, we're in a, we live in a, a privileged world where we have a lot of access to all of this stuff um, almost automatically. Mm-hmm. So we, don't, we take things for granted, whether we mean to or not. Yeah. A lot of the time we don't mean to, but we take them for granted until we're faced with a situation where that might be removed mm-hmm. or we need to confront it. So when I was writing in the gratitude journals, I, sometimes I would sit, like just sit in my room and be like, okay, like what am I grateful for today? Like writing about the day helped because that would prompt it. But sometimes if I'd had like an absolute, like terrible, I was about to swear. I don't know if I can swear, but anyway, yeah, a really <laughs> terrible <laughs> day. And I'd be like, that's nothing I'm grateful for. Like I'd have a moment. Yeah. And remember I was 21 as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'd have a moment, still finding myself. I still am, but you know, and then I would sit and take some deep breaths and look at myself and be like, you know what? I'm grateful I have fingers to be able to write in a gratitude journal. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful that I can easily access stationery, like a pen to write. Mm. Um, I'm grateful that I am capable of being able to cry and express myself. You know, like all these things that I would never have thought I'm grateful for like yeah. why would I be grateful for crying but you know there's there's people that cannot physically do that or they aren't able to emotionally express themselves so anything like it's so crazy yeah, and when you start unlocking that yeah it just opens you up to so much and you see things so differently yeah. I was listening to a podcast last year and I forgot who the guy was like Sad Guru or something have you heard of him who it's like an Indian guru I forgot his name. Anyways, um, there was this guy that was reaching out to him that wanted help or whatever, um, trying to, I guess, find his purpose. And, and then the guru was like to him, um, here's a piece of paper, write down three three or four things that you like. And that then, you like, like? That you like, yeah. And then, or like a hobby. And then, right. um, 
he grabbed the pen and he was like, the first thing is like, uh, I don't know what to write. Mm. And then the guru was like, man, look, like this world of like endless opportunities and you can't even write one thing. Yeah. And then ever since hearing that, I've, it's kind of always just been like in my mind. I'm like, mm. that's why I've like now tried to like experience different things because like I want to have a long list, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes it's just you need that prompt yeah. to really, uh, really puts things in perspective or to shift your perspective. Yeah. So I guess that's the same thing as, you know, the gratitude journal. Mm. Being able to write for a year. So what is that? Three times 352. So six, seven. 365? Isn't it 365? 365? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> you, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> yeah, three, what even yeah. is time though? For um, social construct. Yeah, that's true as well. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I can't even think. What is that? Like nine? Well, probably about a thousand. Things. Yeah, it'd be close to a thousand. And when you think of that number, like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. A thousand things to be grateful for. But then when you put things in perspective, yeah. that is like a minute so amount of things 100%. for for most of us to consider. Yeah. Yeah. I've started doing it again recently. Like I've just got a, um, actually it's a really cool um, astrological uh, diary, I suppose, slash journal, mm-hmm. um, because that's something I'm kind of starting to a bit more um, what's the story with astronomy because that's something that I've never paid attention to well look I can't I can't share like a whole heap on that yeah. because that's something I've only just started exploring yeah. myself um, but this journal that I got um, it, it it breaks things down oh my gosh there's so I didn't realize how much there is to astronomy far out and it covers all these different things it uses terms I've never heard of before yeah. but then it also talks about you know on simpler terms like the moon cycles when you've got your full moon your new moon and everything in between um, when they fall into to different signs and then you know like your your star your star slash sun your moon and your rising sign and like all these things so i'm only just starting to explore all of that so i can't really like delve deep into that with you but i find it really interesting that um we can potentially um almost kind of like subconsciously with like without realizing our body and our mind and our spirit can respond to the energy of the not well, I was going to say the solar system, but it's beyond that. Yeah. But of the universe, of the stars, of you know the energy in the sky, the moon, all of that. Like, I mean, I feel so much now that everything on Earth is connected, mm-hmm. um, whether it's energetically, spiritually, physically. Like, there's a connection there. But then this takes it to a whole other level. Like, this is beyond Earth, and yeah. I find that really fascinating. So I've only just started exploring that. Um, so don't ask me any like questions. <laughs> I, I don't that. know what to ask anyway. So. <laughs> um, uh, that's cool. Yeah, but in in that I've been um, getting back into writing three things I'm grateful for each day. Um, yeah, it's just one of my few like daily habits that I'm trying to kind of incorporate. Yeah. Um, yeah, and no, that's it's cool. good. It's really Talking cool. about daily habits before mm-hmm. we finish up. Um, what's your day to day routine? If if you do have one. Um, I have like a general day-to-day routine. Um, so I guess generally I will wake up and 
after I've gone to the bathroom. Um, I have lately been incorporating a water ritual into my daily routine. What's that like? Um, so that probably makes it sound like more like deep and like intense than it really <laughs> is. Um, I, uh, it's basically just fully appreciating what water is, what it does for us. Like we're made up of at least 70% water. I think our brain is in itself almost 70% water. Like there's such a deep connection there to water and it's so important, especially clean water. And also on that note, like acknowledging the water that I'm about to drink is water that I have access to and unlimited access to back on the gratitude thing mm -hmm. knowing that so many people don't have access to clean drinking or bathing water so kind of bringing that all together and just fully appreciating water for what it is because like when you think about it like how epic is water yeah. again talking about gratitude the simple things yeah. that are just so important yeah. so bringing that um, yeah and I guess the easiest way to describe it is a water ritual like I'll kind of think about all of that while holding my drink bottle um, and I think about all the access points in my house that have free-flowing water um, all the different water bodies around the world and how they all end up somehow finding each other and yeah. connecting and I yeah. think that's like that is like magic right there you know um, and then yeah and then I kind of set at the start it was I set a different intention each day but now I kind of have a weekly intention so I bring that into it as well so I feel that and yeah try and feel that intention put it into the water what, and what then, kind of what would be an example of an intention um, oh it can be something super simple like you know my focus for this week is to find connection and not just to nature like connection through friendships mm. like deepening those uh, my connection to my food so yeah. before I have a meal kind of like stopping and being grateful and connecting to and feeling the food go through my body or another week it might be patience yeah you know especially in a crazy time like now yeah. like practicing patience and coming back to self and um, and peace and quiet and calm yeah. and because that can be hard for me I'm yeah. someone that's like I'm naturally pretty stubborn yeah. so that's also yeah so intention doesn't have to be anything super complicated it can be a one word thing so yeah I put focus into that and then I'll drink my water and that's kind of my that sets off my morning ritual mm -hmm. because obviously it's also hydration as well so then the water um, and then I'll do some stretches and then I will um, I put on some I've got a few different kind of playlists that I'll, I'll put on um, and I do some meditation um, generally I do a timed meditation just in, like if I have stuff I need to get on yeah, with during yeah. the day I don't get like sidetracked with it so yeah. I just have a timed thing so there's like a little bell that goes off and do that um sometimes i'll have a cold shower in the mornings like i generally have cold showers anyway like i've yeah like i think i have a warm shower like maybe like once a fortnight um God, it's too hard to start with a cold shower <laughs> but when you get used to it yeah, it's so cold in the mornings it's been, but i was it's, all right during summer but yeah so but it's good it's easy to start in summer because yeah. you're like all right i can do a cold shower and then as it gets a little yeah. bit colder um but breath work helps a lot with that and yeah. in saying that sometimes i'll do some breath work in the morning as well and that really kind of boosts me and energizes me um 
for the day mm-hmm. um, the cold shower along with like breath work and then meditation kind of setting my intention and prepping me for the day and then lately the last few weeks I've been um, fasting for like like 15 hours so like I'll have dinner and then I won't eat again until lunch but I'll have a fresh juice that I make every morning Um, and I feel like that's kind of like reset my um, like my metabolism and just also because I'm I'm a cereal snacker Mm -hmm. so it's um, it's kind of like calmed that and helped me kind of appreciate the food that I am putting into my body rather than just eating for the sake of eating Um, and yeah so that's kind of my general like morning routine sometimes I'll put music on and have a bit of a dance or I might stand in front of the mirror naked and just like thank my body for what it does for me yeah. and the fact that I have it and appreciating every part of it even the things that I used to see as flawed um, I think that's really important because um, that's been a big part of my whole self-love journey yeah, sorry, it's really like I feel into it. I don't I don't feel like, you know, if one morning I'm just not feeling like a super long meditation or I am, maybe I have slept in or whatever and I'm rushing and I mean, ideally you want to kind of incorporate all those things but I don't beat myself up if, yeah. some, if I don't do something. Yeah. You know, like it's okay and I think that's what's important is that there's a lot of, a lot of pressure to kind of have these set routines and I think I think it's kind of finding that balance though between um, sticking to that and staying accountable because you know that all of those things are beneficial but also being really kind to yourself if you just don't do one of those things and not beating yourself up over it like it's okay so that's kind of delve a lot into yeah. a very simple question but yeah there's a, lot, I, a few things I, I really do like there. this one I think there was a lot to soak in which is cool <laughs> there's yeah. a lot yeah. <laughs> but, so um, easy to get sidetracked 100% oh, look at that water see beautiful <laughs> sidetracked water but guys if you could see the sun it's a beautiful day today the sun is just like Shiny glowing on the water water again how amazing is water? How much water do you drink a day? Okay, so that's something I really need to improve. <laughs> so yeah. I, lo- I appreciate oh water and I love water, but I forget to drink enough. So at the moment, I drink maybe like two and a half, possibly three, but... Liters? Yeah, maybe yeah, that's like not well, <laughs> wow, I thought you were going to say like one or half a litre. <laughs> it used to be that and sometimes I would forget it would be like one, one and a half. But now like I've got a few different drink bottles. So the one in the morning for my little ritual that I do is a half litre. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have. I make sure I have all of that first thing in the morning. My juice is like a, maybe like 400 mils, like just under half a litre, mm-hmm. three, 400 mils. Um, and then I've got like a bigger bottle that's like one point it's an American um, quantity, yeah. so it's like equals like 1.13 liters or something. Yeah. So I try and have at least one and a half of those on top of everything else. So then I get a lot of water through a lot of foods that I eat yeah. as well. So what's but your ideal intake of water? Guys, are, I'm not a professional like with this, so if anyone's listening, they're like, I'm taking notes. Um, but now I you think, say you're not drinking enough. Yeah, so I feel like enough? for me, 
like I'm going to use an American term here, but like a gallon, which is about four liters. I think yeah. that's pretty good, but also, you know, everyone's going to be different. And I feel like this is just based on how I feel. And I know that I can be drinking more, mm. you know, like, it's not like I am, I'm, you know, stuffing myself because you can over drink water and that in itself is also really dangerous, but it's not like I'm drinking just like forcing it down yeah, yeah. to the point of like not feeling good or feeling bloated or constantly needing to pee or anything like that your body tell you. yeah and if that's what your body is telling you like don't keep drinking more water listen to your body yeah. but that can be a hard thing that's also something that i've learned to to tap into a lot more because i never used to listen to my body yeah but um yeah important to do that tap into that guys <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add? Because I'm going to run out of battery soon. Oh, no, that's it. I think I totally got sidetracked with this. Ah, I, I think it was great. Um, no, that's it. But um, hopefully some, you guys have got something out of this and you feel like after this, maybe if anyone listens to this, hopefully people, people listen will to listen. People will listen and you but, will have people that hit you up. Don't worry. After you listen to this, and then we can't do it now because you're driving. But by the time we stop, get out into nature, guys. And, you know, whether it's at the beach or whether it's um, barefoot as well, that's super important to ground you. And go hug a tree. Like, go do it. Be, be a fool, like, if someone's seen you hug a tree. But, like, something I was listening to from Ram Das, who's this spiritual teacher, yeah. um, he was saying, like, when you hug a tree, you're hugging yourself. You know, when you see an ocean, when you see a body of water, you see yourself. And I was like, <laughs> you know? So do that, guys, and just appreciate the beauty around us because there's so much natural beauty and um, it's pretty damn epic. Love it. Yeah. Love it. But that's it. All for right. Now. For now, yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for coming on. I hope for everyone. You know, like, listen to the whole podcast, but I hope there's at least one thing in there that you guys can take and, um, I guess, apply to your own life. But, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Please, please share any feedback. I'm sure M would be much yes, appreciated. Yes, please do. I would appreciate it. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, like... Fuck, I hate this part because I'm just like, I don't really care. But, <laughs> like, share... Um, I hope you don't cut that bit out. No, I won't cut it out. I won't cut it out. But he like, hates this part, but it's important. Do <laughs> it. Like, share, subscribe. Um, show some love. Yes. If anyone wants to talk to M and you forgot what her Instagram handle was, hit me up. <laughs> I'll put your name forward. Again. But yeah, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a beautiful day. Bye.